They have dehydrated packets of coffee crystals. Last forever. <laughs> Freeze dried's like like a big thing though now in the coffee world. We're gonna rip on Americans here. Alright, it's liquid gold where we do shots. That's right. Shots. It's the return of shots here on Liquid Gold. Welcome back. Where we pick a topic. We pick a cop. We pick a cop. <laughs> we pick on them. <laughs> we pick a topic and maybe a drink, maybe an idea, maybe an ethos. And we talk about it, give you a little recipe, give you a little history, and then we get out and we just go. We're going to leave and uh, we'll be back again. Today, in celebration of St. Patrick's Day, it's a big drinking day in America. We've tried to have an episode right around St. Patty's Day every year. This will be the last time I think we have a really true topic right around St. Patty's Day because we've covered the car bomb. You can go back and listen to that. One of the first, I think that was the first episode of Shots. And then we've done like Guinness. We talked about Guinness and the perfect pour with Brandon from Attaboy. And today we're doing it. The Irish coffee. This is a incredibly delicious drink. This is not quite as uh, back in popularity as the espresso martini, but it's such a similar drink. I wonder how long it's gonna be. Maybe by fall, winter, Irish coffee just comes back with a plum and- uh, All it takes is one. Yeah, and bartenders everywhere will be jammed up because you can get a little bit jammed up making this drink, but uh, we're gonna try to simplify it for you a little bit. Now, Kenneth, you've had a tug of war going on with coffee. The last couple months, you gave it up. You gave up caffeine. Yep. You sure succeeded, did. but you've kind of trickled I, back. What's going on with the with the coffee situation? Uh, I, I, had co- I had I had I had uh, one of those uh, the Starbucks uh, espresso shot. Oh uh, boy, two of them. What was I, it like? Two getting, of them. Oh my god, what was it like going back? Were you wired? Uh, yeah. Was, did you get in a car accident? No. Okay. No. But I was driving in like uh, the other day. There was that uh, super windstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like gusts of 70 miles an hour. Like Trees were falling down all over the place. And uh, I had to cover some distance. I hit the situation, Mike, where like uh, the power was out and I was getting uh, gas. And you need an uh, electric pump for uh, gasoline. And so I got off this exit and they had no gas because they had no power. I went one exit up. Same thing. The store was closed, too. They were, we're so reliant on... Um, on uh, all these machines, like you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't even, uh, couldn't even go in and pay cash. Anyway, uh, I finally found uh, like a Dollar General that was open, and I got like Octane Booster because I was almost out of gas. Wow, that's kind of smart. Yeah, Octane Booster. I got two of them, and I got <laughs> also got two uh, <laughs> Starbucks you, espresso shots. A human Octane Booster. Yeah, is yeah. That, so you I were like, like, "This is this literally, could get weird. This could be. I could be stranded." Yeah. I might need some caffeine this is in to get bum, through this. Bumfuck Tennessee. Yeah. Buck know. Snort? Huh? Buck Snort? Uh, not, yeah, yeah. Not right close. Here, Buck not, Snort. not far yeah. from Buck Snort. Mm. Holy crap. So, yeah, I, I loaded the car up with an uh, Octane booster to get me a few more miles, which all worked out. But, uh, yeah, I went one for one. I was kind of tired, so, like, uh, it, it kept me going, got me home, me and Chris home. I got to say, like, the next day, the next few days, I've had, like, caffeine hangover. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like done when I wake up. Mm. It's not so bad today, but for the first two days, it was. Are you gonna stay off of it now? Yeah, yeah. Back I'm gonna, off. I'm gonna okay. Keep crushing these uh, mango Lacroix right here. Yeah, not bad. I feel like they blended all the different 
synthetic flavors mm. into one. Okay. Um, so you have done some traveling. We're here talking Irish coffee. You 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 lived in Ireland for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now this drink, we are going to get into the story a little bit. Of course, with any drink, the story gets a little bit murky. This drink is purportedly developed, was developed by Joe Sheridan, head Joe chef Sheridan, at yeah. the restaurant I was and Jason coffee Statham. shop. Jason Statham. He would play Joe Sheridan in the movie, which would probably be pretty good. I mean, Joe Sheridan interacted with Marilyn Monroe and uh, all kinds of legends from that time. But he was his head chef at the restaurant and coffee shop in the Foynes Air Base, Flying Boat Terminal, right there in Ireland. Let's see where this thing is. It was in Shannon. Yeah, right near County Clare, Shannon Airport, present 15 kilometers from present-day Shannon Airport in County Clare there in Ireland. But... So in your time in Ireland, I'm not I'm not thinking that you saw a lot of Irish coffees there. No, no one had coffee. Well, like uh, people had coffee. Everyone like drank tea, but uh, they, they had tea coffee in the morning, not coffee. Right, right. But it was always offered as a like dehydrated pack. So you would get like a Folgers, uh, a cup of hot water, and a Folgers, whatever, like yeah, dehydrated crystals offered to you as an American. Yeah, uh, Americans drink coffee and they demand it, and uh, it's probably why this took off because that's like Shannon's kind of like a popular American tourist destination, and Americans demand coffee no matter what. We go somewhere that just doesn't have coffee in their culture and uh, force it on them. Yeah, fucking flip out <laughs> and and fried chicken, coffee and fried chicken. Well, let's just go through a recipe real quick here. This is a really simple drink, but the cream part of it gets gets messed up a lot and people either don't add it which is uh it is crucial to have the cream component what do you Um, need first mike first you need some irish whiskey i would say an ounce to an ounce and a half some people like powers you can go with like a higher proof powers it's affordable uh you could always go jameson bush mills all those they're all like kind of soft and subtle honestly yeah this is like one of the cocktails that i don't feel like it's uh it's particularly great to put a lot of booze in. Uh, I usually yeah. like like an ounce, um, less than an ounce and a half, for sure. And and you're also adding, unless you're heating up your booze, you're adding it to a hot mixture, typically room temperature thing. And uh, you don't want to like drop the temperature of your coffee too quickly. Yeah, you want to. This is a drink where we talk about it in the book, in cheer, the liquid gold holiday drinking guide, available wherever you get books. We talk about. For hot drinks, you want to be tempering the mug. So you do kind of want to start by just pouring hot water, boiling water into a mug, into whatever you're drinking it out of to get the temperature up so that the drink is going to stay warm. And then, uh, so we talked about the Irish whiskey component, ounce to ounce and a half. An ounce is solid. And then uh, about one teaspoon of sugar. Now you could use simple syrup. Um, One thing you can do with the sugar, you can dissolve it pretty easily once you've got the mug fully tempered and you add the coffee. So the one level teaspoon or so of sugar, maybe a half ounce to an ounce. We're going to, we're going to talk about this uh, Irish coffee recipe from Fort Defiance in Brooklyn that the New York times called it the best Irish coffee in the known world. Quick tip on adding simple syrup to cream, to mm. heavy cream is if you add too much, you can kind of dilute the fat in it to the point that it is it won't whip. it's pretty hard to whip yeah yeah so if you like it super sweet just add the sugar to the coffee because like unfortunately if you're hand hand whipping it it's just not going to work that way for you 
it is really crucial because you want to be drinking this drink through the cream. So that's what you're going to top the drink with. So it's basically Irish whiskey, sugar, then the coffee. Make sure the mug's tempered. And then you're doing the thick cream, heavy whipping cream that you have whipped ahead of time over the top. Now, if you're at a super high volume situation, you want to use like the whippets. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you, you have use, to. You can use an Go ISI ahead. charger if you got one laying around. That's great. No, oh, ISI so easy. charger would be great. But the cream is crucial because it just makes it so much better to drink. Makes it so much more manageable and enjoyable. You're sipping the drink through fat. And fat is your friend in terms of flavor. Yeah, you get like the cream mustache. You kind of look like uh, mm. Paul Newman in, in uh, what, is, what is it, Color of Money? Oh, yeah, great one. We'll read a little excerpt from the uh, from Cheer, the Liquid Gold Holiday Drinking Guide, where we talk about the shaken way to whip cream. If you have shaker tins at home, obviously, if you're working in a bar, you've got them. But uh, if you've got them at home, this is a really easy way to make whipped cream fast. So from the book, we say, don't make the mistake that so many unaware bartenders have made before you, back before anyone could whip out their phone and consult with YouTube and immediately become an expert. Back in the day, oh shit, did I just say that? We had to artfully pretend we knew what we were doing, even when we clearly didn't. It was a skill that was part of the job. But to see any bar or establishment that has heavy cream on hand to then run out of whipped cream for a topping, or not even mention that they've got heavy cream on hand, is just unnecessary. For beautifully fresh whipped cream to top desserts or drinks, or in this case, Irish coffee, all you need are some shaker tins and a cup of heavy cream. Simply shake the heavy cream vigorously for about a minute, taking care to keep the seal tight while you shake so you don't have an explosion of cream just as you're trying to finish a drink. The result is an airy, whipped, and light delight, perfect for topping everything from eggnog to apple pie to hot chocolate to Irish coffee. Um, so, relatively simple. This is a simple drink. Let's go into this Fort Defiance version that a lot of people love and has become kind of legendary in the beverage world. This is, and their hack here is to use espresso. So, if you have an espresso machine at home or at your establishment, you can you you're kind of ahead a of the eight ball a little bit. You can also turn it into like a light. Or maybe not light, like a heavier uh, cafe americano where you're adding a little less water to the espresso. But basically for their version, they do one and a half ounces of Powers Irish whiskey. They use the higher proof one. Solid. Uh, One ounce of simple syrup. One shot of counterculture espresso. And one and a half ounces of heavy cream. They garnish it with grated cinnamon, which is a nice touch. Uh, That would be... Cinnamon and coffee are just incredible. And this was a recipe developed by uh, St. John Frizzell. They're right in the Red Hook neighborhood there. Great place to be drinking there in Brooklyn. So you add the whiskey and the simple syrup into a shaker. You add boiling water into an Irish coffee mug to heat it. We mentioned the importance of tempering. And you nestle the shaker into the mug so that the shaker heats as well. You add the heavy cream to a separate shaker and dry shake without ice until the cream thickens. Then you discard the water from the mug. Add the whiskey syrup mixture and fill with boiling water to about an inch below the rim of the glass. Pour the espresso shot into the glass and top with thickened cream. And then you top it with a sprinkle of grated cinnamon or you could microplane like a little little bit of a cinnamon stick on top. And that sounds just incredible. Mm. Seeing how popular espresso martinis still are, and you can go back to our shots episode on the topic a couple years ago. We were kind of ahead of it there. I am surprised that Irish coffee is not more popular, but I think it's just 
the fact that it's a warm drink, and now we're coming out of warm drink season here, pretty much spring here in Nashville. Spring has come early. Are you making a lot of Irish coffees these days over there at the Hus Bar? There was an instance recently I made a lot, but uh, no, not often, not often. Yeah. Not as many as you'd expect. Just a full-on espresso martini craze. Still going? Cold coffee in the sunlight. You know, I was up at the rooftop. cold. You were at a rooftop? I was up at the rooftop at L.A. Jackson recently. Uh Uh-oh. And it was amazing. They have it on tap. And they espresso just lightly, martinis on tap. That's oh yeah, dope. and then they just lightly kind of dry shake it. Just give it a real quick shake to kind of froth it up. But it's amazing how many a, can people. Can you get a growler of it? Well, I'm sure you could. Go? I, I don't know. Probably if you're going to your room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it was amazing to me to look around the room on a busy Saturday evening and how many people were crushing them. Like yeah. it must have been sixty percent of the people there were crushing espresso martinis. It was pretty amazing. Red Bull's out. Red Bull's out of the bars now. You know that? Like, uh, did, I, did did you see any Red Bull back there? Were people drinking like? Uh, I didn't see much. I think there is some there, but uh, I can't Red, call it. What's Red Bull gonna do? They got to market to like younger, like like children or something like that. To, <laughs> yeah, to... <laughs> I think they can hit the video game market because there was a basketball player, college basketball player. I don't have the story in front of me, but uh, missed he missed a pretty crucial game. Because oh, of an yeah, insane yeah, yeah. coffee he, uh, or a caffeine he, hangover where he had to go to the emergency room. He, he got done with a game and then he wanted to stay up all night playing video games. So he drank, I think he drank like seven Red Bulls in a row. Nice. Ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so Body you, starts eating itself. You got to be careful. But I loved his quote in the article was like, yeah, I love a nice Red Bull buzz while I'm playing video games. <laughs> what if Red Bull like changed all of their marketing to like elderly? <laughs> stay awake stay alive <laughs> red bull oh man it'll give you wings not the kind like where you're dead well they they have like but maybe uh, they probably have the most disposable income like most people are going after like uh, uh it's about to go after the life insurance uh industry so the story we we touched on it a little bit but uh this this restaurant that was there at the airport in the foins terminal building there this was known as one of the best restaurants in Ireland at the time. The chef Joe Sheridan was kind of a legend. Late one night in the winter of 1943, a flight departed Foynes for Botwood, Newfoundland. After flying for several hours in bad weather conditions, the captain made the decision to return to Foynes and await better conditions. A Morse code message was sent to the control tower at Foynes to inform them of their return. Staff were contacted to return to work. And when the flight landed, they were brought to the airport restaurant for food and drink to warm them up. When Joe was asked to prepare something warm for the passengers, he decided to put some good Irish whiskey into their coffees. One of the passengers approached the chef and thanked him for the wonderful coffee. He asked Joe, did he use Brazilian coffee? Joe jokingly answered, no, that was Irish coffee. A few weeks later, Chef Sheridan knocked on Brendan O'Regan's office doors. He showed Brendan this new drink in a stemmed glass and asked him, how about that for eye appeal? Brendan answered, genius, chef. And so began the Irish coffee. So at this, uh, there's some pictures here on the uh, flyingboatmuseum.com. They've got some pictures of people enjoying them there in the terminal. And they were, it was a, it was a uh, kind of a slightly stemmed glass. Almost looks like a little beer glass. Uh, no handle. So you do have to kind of be careful if you don't, if you're not going to serve this in a glass with a handle, 
you have to be careful, I guess, of how how warm it is. Uh, but, put it uh, in a coffee mug. People are crushing them. There's pictures of Marilyn Monroe drinking Irish coffee. There it is. You see that? Look at that. Marilyn Monroe with Joe Sheridan. And she's got the Irish coffee to her lips. Man, incredible. Arthur Miller's sitting there like, what's going on here? <laughs> so there it is. Irish coffee. Great drink. Super simple. Easy to pull off at home. You could always go decaf if you're drinking them late into the night. Remember, decaf has a little bit of caffeine. And then if you're using the same coffee maker, if you're making like a drip batch of decaf, mm-hmm. that coffee from all those, pre- the, the caffeine from the previous batches is going to come through. So be aware of that. Oh, you got to clean it. You got to clean you it. Clean then. it out. We you use do like little, vinegar or something? I just brew water a couple times through. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is that how you shower? You just like use water? <laughs> <laughs> what is St. Patrick's Day like in Ireland? I don't think we've covered that on the show and uh, I haven't been there for St. Patrick's Day. Is it much of a thing? Uh like uh, in Belfast, it's like right around the beginning of the I think it's like the orange season, like uh or it's the end of the orange, like the marching season. And that's where like unionists uh they usually like break out and like fights in the street and shit. The whole thing, like the whole St. Patrick thing, there is like not as uh, not as prevalent as you think. It's only Americans. What Americans can offer to the cultural conversation? We can take a religious holiday and make it a drinking holiday. No yeah. problem. We got that. <laughs> so that's basically what we did. There's a good history.com article about this that you can check out about the differences between how it's celebrated in Ireland and how it's celebrated in America. Yeah. It's an Irish coffee. It's whiskey. It's coffee. It's cream. Easy peasy. You know You know where I first heard about it? Where'd you first hear about it? Herbie. The Disney movie. Oh, wow. They're there's drinking like, them in that movie? Yeah, there's this one scene where like, uh, I think it's like their, their competitors, their race, Herbie's racing competitor put a bunch of uh, Irish whiskey in his gas tank to get him to get, because Herbie was like animated you know mm-hmm. it was like a human it was personified so like he got herbie drunk mom and but he like basically made an irish coffee in herbie's uh <laughs> gas tank <laughs> <laughs> you take you took a full circle <laughs> so man herbie nice job <laughs> you talked about putting your that fuel injector into your car and uh same thing happened to herbie but with worse results All right, well, this has been another episode of Shots. The Irish Coffee. The Irish Coffee. Great drink. Super simple. I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you get to make some this year for St. Paddy's Day. We will be crushing many a Guinness, as usual, and like we do almost every Friday on the calendar. But uh, this year, St. Paddy's Day falling on a Friday, it's going to be probably pretty wild. Um, So be safe out there. Have a DD. Have a DDD have all those things. I do want to mention, I'll be at the Lake Oconee Food and Wine Festival coming up March 17th through the 19th. Lake Oconee, just south of Atlanta there. Um, Did it last year. It was a ton of fun. Beautiful event there at the Ritz, right on the water at Lake Oconee. I'll be doing a cocktail class you can buy tickets for on March 18th. So check that out at lakeoconeefoodandwine.com. By the time this airs, the, the class will be close to being sold out. You do get a free copy of Cheer, the Liquid Gold Holiday Drinking Guide, with a ticket. So you'll get a free copy of the book 
We're going to go over making some awesome cocktails. We're going to talk some spring cocktails, obviously, at the class. And um, there will be... So we have the gateway drink in the book, which is basically this way that you can take whiskey and make it not like a super strong old-fashioned or a strong Manhattan. You can take it and make something lighter, use like some lemonade, use some of the flavor affinities that go with whiskey, like ginger, lemon, all these different beautiful flavor affinities. Um, And that's how you kind of make a gateway drink. So we're going to be talking about that in the class. And there will be a gateway drink that will be the signature drink of the weekend. We're going to be using some of Cathead's own Old Soul Bourbon. And, uh, and also some of the Cathead Honeysuckle. So shout out to Cathead and everybody over there. Look forward to working with them at Lake Oconee here coming up real soon. Uh, shout out to producer Michael Eads and everybody at We Own This Town. Thank you, Michael. Check us out at liquidgold.show and all the podcasts over at weownthistown.net on that website. Thanks to Jess Matchin for the logo, Upright T-Rex for the music. My name's Mike Wolf. And I'm Kenneth Debman. And we will see you next time for Shots on Liquid Gold.